Ustream. Mm-hmm. I downloaded that shit on my phone, but man, that shit be. Yeah, I need to just. Uh, I mean, I got a computer, but I don't ever use. It's like. I gotta get more. Uh, man, I gotta get my because uh, I'm. It's a lot of internet I'm not using. Understandable. That's. It's it's it sucks how to game because I kind of I used to want to do it like old style like old school. It's like you just produce a product, people hear about you, they come. Nah, you can't do that now because nah, people are lazy. Span, the world's attention span is too small. You got to present it to them, and then they got to be like Spoon a thousand feed. other people who already said they like it first before people think they can like shit. That's bullshit. The world's full of lame people, man. Man, it's really what you got to realize. How do you take lame people out? You can't get rid of lame people. You just got to deal with them. Nah, I think Mother Nature's gonna fix that. No, because we as humans, man, we're too nice. If we were like in the real world, like in the jungle and shit, it would be a bunch of people that wouldn't even exist anymore. That's real. They would have never made it through childhood. (laughs) Got bit by snakes and all kind of shit. Or they would have been born fucked up and their parents would just throw them away. But we're humans, we got compassion, so we don't do that shit. That's real. I mean, that's really it, man. That's why, like, when you see puppies and shit, Uh and the parent, like, eats the dog. Because it, it, like, it knew oh, it was deformed. It was fucked up. You cannot take these genes on to the next generation. But we as humans, we're too nice, so we let retarded motherfuckers just keep re- re- reproducing. <laughs> I don't mean like retarded as in. No, no, I get what I you mean. mean. Like functioning weirdo, like the people who blend in. And George society. Bush's family. Yes. Yeah. I was just talking about George Bush, man. Uh, George Bush Sr. has to go down in the history as one of the best parents ever. Because yeah, both his sons was in the running to well one twice, but he got an idiot son to be president. Do you know how good of a parent? How many roadblocks you have to move out of the way to get a son that you look at like this is a fucking? Idiot. It's like you think he greased the wheels with money and he had to suck dick, or he just Man, he did whatever. He had blackmail. I don't think they did the suck dick. He was with the CIA. That's true. Oh, so yeah, he, they had blackmail. They had dirt. Dirt on dirt. They used dirt to get. Bush in the office, man. It's but like you, that shit would, ne- yeah, that shit would never work on me though. It's like you could, we're gonna do this, or we're gonna. I'm like, tell, tell the world, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but this the thing though, we don't really have shit. Real, but if you have, yeah, power, you got shit to lose. It changes fake everything. power though. But it's yeah, it's something in this power, society. Yeah, fake power is power, man. Whether it's real power or just perceived power, it's still power. Huh? That's very. Hey, that's real. That's it. That is real. Shit, this is Don't Call It a Podcast. We in uh, Breathing Rhythm Studios. Steve is back in the building. Steve with the big-ass beard. And then the I'm guess, jealous of people with big beards, man, by the way. You could grow yourself one. Man, this shit is like eight months. Eight, this, that's eight this, months? Nah. <laughs> but it's like since November. You keep trimming it, though. No, I, I haven't you, done shit to this since November. This is all I got. Eat more pussy. I'm working on that. <laughs> the guest is Mako. Right on, right on, right on. Shit, man, let's just keep rolling along with what we was talking about, man. All right. So, Shay, what what do you do, like, exactly? Man, I uh, work in the elementary school, well, uh, professionally. Uh, I mean, you can say dream. whatever you want. Man, I do everything, man. Uh, I work with kids, man. I tell a few jokes here and there. I double-dabble in poetry. Good at a bunch of shit, but I just ain't really great at nothing. Well, it's good to be well-versed in a lot of things. That's it, man. That's what I try to do. I'm going to try to know a little bit of something about a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, instead of being an expert in one thing and then not knowing shit and yeah. anything else, that seems kind of... Weird. Very. Yeah, like motherfucker, all they can do is play piano. Like, oh, he's a child prodigy of piano, but he can't 
You talk yeah. to kids his age. You can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking piano player. That's all you ever gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that piano gonna get you pussy? <laughs> That's it. You just a weird motherfucker. You take that piano away. You just a weird ass. Yeah, you break his hands. What's he gonna do? Nothing. Can't even beat off. Damn. I just had to say that because Chandler figures out a way to talk about beating off a lot. So I do. It's I something that's it's it's, Steve's shaking his head. <laughs> somehow he could be talking about LSD. Somehow we get to beating off. So I'm going to go ahead and go with it. It's yeah. good for you. Yeah, it really is. Beating off can keep you out of some dangerous pussy. Yes, and pussy can fuck up your life. Man. Pussy can make your life much better, but the wrong pussy can fuck your life up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm in some good pussy right now. Yes, enjoy good pussy. But it got to be attached to the right person. That's very true. Good pussy on a bad bitch is still a problem. Been there. Fuck you. It, it was great pussy. Man, listen. That's <laughs> real shit. From my experience, crazy people, crazy women have the best pussy. True. I My theory is, man, God gives everybody a chance to reproduce. You got to balance that shit out. The only way you could deal with a crazy bitch is if the pussy's good. Dude. If you see somebody like, man, my girl stabbed me, she busted out my windows, she shot at my car, and like you still fucking her, her pussy's bomb. Nothing else. She don't cook, she don't do shit, she just fucks good. I can't think with my dick like that. Man, not not anymore, I can't. I never really could, man. I wanted to be a pimp when I was young. So I was very, very, very important not to think with my dick. I was very serious about that. That's what I wanted to be at one point. <laughs> I read Donald Gorn's books, uh, Iceberg Slim. Double dab ran a few trains on some girls, but I almost got. I mean, I got like fifty pimp dollars in my in my lifetime. I remember what you. But told I'm not really proud of that. At, uh, at Noir, where you say don't fuck for free. Yeah, my homeboy's mama told me that. That shit was the funniest shit I've ever heard because it was like, true. Uh, yeah, they want to fuck just as bad as you do. But the no. whole yeah, man, the the world got us uh, men thinking that being like suckers, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, from my experience, dudes who are just like real with who they are, you never have a problem getting women. You shouldn't have to bend over backwards or shit. Even lie, really. Now, what's the point in lying? Yeah, then you got to remember that shit. Nah, you don't I, have to remember shit when you tell the truth. That's true. You got to remember everything when you lie. <laughs> and I got a small, I got a short memory, so I try to tell the truth most of the time. That's good. Most of the time. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it starts to tell the truth. It's like, yo, you don't know how to ride a dick, but I can help you out, girl. Yes. <laughs> Let's watch this pornography. We're, we're just doing this for educational purposes. It's not, I'm not even into it. I'm just doing I'm this. I'm trying to help time. you out. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, that's the way you could tell them, man. But it's really no way to tell somebody that the sex is whack that doesn't injure their uh Their ego or whatever. I mean, yo, just learn. Even a girl that's a virgin, that knows she's a virgin. She's like, I've never done this before. If she sucks your dick and you tell her it was whack, you're a terrible person, and you're not going to get your dicks up for a long time. Ah, man. It's like, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. Is that how you tell them? Well, you got to be positive. You got to always be positive. Man. I'm an encourager. Yeah, so you hit them with the, the bad news, and then, like... It was good, but listen what we're going to try next time. <laughs> that's it, man. You don't, you don't have to beat people's pet. You don't beat them down, man. That's all right. That's it, man. That's how people get rape charges. True. It's a lot of rape cases that happen just because you treated a girl wrong after she did some shit she wanted to do. Yeah, that's why it's you know, sex contracts, man. Video camera in the room. You never make a hoe feel like a hoe. That's it. Did you hear that? If you make a hoe feel like a hoe, bad shit happens. You got to make a hoe feel like a queen. Like, oh, yeah, I, I believe this is just me. I know you just don't be doing this shit. I know I'm special. <laughs> 
You don't make a hoe feel like a hoe. Even if a, even if she's out like sucking dick and bringing you money, you never make her feel like a hoe. You're like, uh, this is this my is girl. that pimp knowledge coming out. You my you my boo. It's me and you. It's Somebody's at home taking notes. I'm just saying, man. You can't make a hoe feel like a hoe. You can make a good girl feel like a hoe, and they're into that shit. Huh? It's weird. That's life. You make a good girl feel like a hoe, she'll remember you forever. You make a hoe feel like a hoe. It's it's backwards. Rape case. It's a rape case. Gotcha. She will think about it. She'll tell her friend what you did. Her friend will say, you know what that sounds like? You got raped. And she'll be like, bitch, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. And your ass will be in jail, man. So uh, the moral of the story is treat people nice. Yeah, I'm actively trying to avoid jail. It's the worst place to be in the world. Damn. I mean, I could probably think of some worse places. Than jail? Yeah. Uh, what? Maybe somewhere in Africa where they're blowing up people's houses. Nah, man, freedom is, nah. Actually, no, nah, because at least they At least you're free. My, my thing is this, man. Oh, uh, yeah, because they're caging you up and saying, you, you can't you're do free, shit. You're free, dude. Look, this, is, this is what my thing about this. Like, I talk to kids all the time, man. And I always look at stuff, man. I grew up in the hood, man. I got a whole bunch of homies that went to the pen, did all kinds of stuff. This is what always kills me. Most of the people I know been to the pen, like, they was 100% thug. Like, they didn't listen to nobody. Their mama, grandma, couldn't nobody tell them nothing. Can't live like that. But then they put you in a box, and somebody tells you when to eat, when to go to sleep, what drawers you can wear, what time to go to bed, what you can read, what you can't do. Like the same people who never listen to anybody. Eventually, there's a point in life where you're going to have to fall in. So it's better to do that shit on your own than when it's forced on you. To me, man, jail is the worst thing. I'm about freedom. I would rather be actively fighting in a war then because i got a chance that's understood yeah that's real i got a chance man shit. only thing scary in jail to me is court because court you I can't do like shit courts. like court you just got to stand there you like pay some dude that don't even really know you to defend you and then the judges you talk to somebody else that doesn't know you you got like 12 other people don't know you you got to hope that this person is like persuasive enough to uh it don't even matter if you're innocent man it's a racket man I, that's to me court is scarier i've been to jail a couple times jail is like Okay, I'm in here. I got hands. He got hands. I got feet. He has feet. He bleed. I mean, we're just people. I yeah. Can, I'm not worried about anything happening to me. I can fight, so I mean, I'm straight. But court, you can't even do that. You, just, you can't even talk to somebody that says you can talk. You're just sitting there like, uh, is this my turn to talk? And this is your life on the line. Your to me, turn. This to me, that's the scariest place. I've been more the times I've been to court. I've been more nervous going to court than the times I like been in the county. Shit, do you want to get into? Nah, we don't. I don't even want to know why. It's what? like, nah, fuck that. What I went to jail for? Yeah. Oh man. Nah, like, you don't get no, to say nothing major. Nah, I ain't been to the pen. No, I know. Like that. I did like two days here. As long as I've been in county, like a couple of days, man. I had a assault uh, battery on a police officer, Bru- which I uh, still feel like. Wait, let me do. Did you bump into him? No, I knocked him out. Yeah. I just fist bumped Macro right there. Uh, it was for a good cause. <laughs> Steve is laughing. It was, man. I, I feel like it was the right decision. A lot of the other shit I went to jail for, I probably could have did things different. I should have. Uh, once I was stealing. I don't even steal. You was, what, young? Yeah, yup. Not, I was old enough to know better. Let me tell you how I got caught up stealing, man. Being jealous. My homeboy Sambo, rest in peace. Uh, he's gone, man. I went shopping, had money in my pocket. No planning to steal. Let me tell you, this is even worse. This is on April 14th, 1995. That's when the Murrah building uh, blew up. 
uh, criminal-minded little kids. I was 18 at the time, just turned 18. Turned 18 in March. Then I started doing all my crime right when I was at felony age instead of like a like, yeah. like a normal person. I, I so my homeboy's like, let's go, uh, let's go to the mall. I'm going shopping. Like literally going shopping. And uh, I went to Dillard's. I probably had about $400 in my pocket. Bought me a few things. Those couple pair of pants I was looking at. But I'm like, man, these mugs like 80 bucks. I really ain't trying to spend that money. Boy, in the process, my homeboy stole the pants. I didn't see him steal it. I didn't know he was stealing it. So you didn't take shit? No, I didn't take shit at this time. Uh, But jealousy, look, this is the, look, life lessons. Jealousy will get you fucked up. It will. Everything ain't for you. This is life lessons I learned. You got to work for your shit. You got to work for it. Or like most of my times, all the mistakes I made, I look back, man, they either made over lust, uh, anger, or uh, at this time, jealousy. That, this is what got me. So jealousy only got me once. Lust and anchor got me a bunch of times. But uh, yeah, man. So the homeboy's like, man, the pants you was looking at, I got them on. And I'm like, when'd you do it? Did He's like, when you talk to that woman, I went in did there. He just I wouldn't put them dress- on over his other pants. He, or? It under his other pants. So he went in the dressing room. I didn't see him. He went under, went in the dressing room. He got the pants that I wanted. So really, my jealousy got me. I still had money in my pocket. He's like, man, let's go to uh, J.C. Penney's and get some shit. First of all, now looking back, I don't even wear shit out of J.C. Bennett's. I don't know what but I was But you wanted to that day? Because I wanted to feel like I came up. Because I had spent like $200. I had bags of stuff that I had spent. And he had what I really wanted to buy. Those pants. Those pants that I had made a business decision on because they were too expensive. He got them for free. So my jealousy was like, man, let's go get it. And we went. And because we're not really thieves, well, I'm not anyway. He obviously was. Well, he he was. sounds like a he professional. Was little, he was a little way better than me. And But anyway, we all went to jail. Uh, they showed us the cameras like, y'all are idiots. Look at you. You did this. With your shopping bags. With my shopping bags. You went to jail. With my shit I really paid for. Nigga, that is a joke. They had to, sit, <laughs> they had to sort through all that shit. Yeah, I mean, that was my first time. So that, I'm not proud of. That was stupid. A uh, few times, just fights, like disorderly conduct. Just Understood. going out, getting into fights. Drunk fights? Nah, I don't really like. I don't like being drunk. I probably only been drunk maybe three, four times. In my Shit, life. I wish I could say that. Yeah, I got drunk real early, man. Like my sophomore year in high school, and I, I was young. No, yeah, I was young. I was like my sophomore year in high school, and a bunch of the old homies had a, a big ass party, and I went through and grabbed like all the liquor that they had and poured everything in one cup. Of course, but that's. What I mean, you, you ain't know better. You got like a kid, like fifteen and a half, trying to hang with the big homies. Anyway, I got real drunk, but so for like years of my life, man, just the smell of liquor made me sick. I didn't start drinking again until I was on my honeymoon when I was like twenty-seven. Damn. So I probably had like maybe three or four drinks in between then. So I didn't get into drunk fights, man. I just, uh, I just roll with the homies, man. And if, if, that's how it goes. If it's popping, it's crack. I don't really need to know. What we fighting for? You just see no. That's that's. If I'm with you, I understand that. We we gotta go together, man. Shit never man. happened like that. Whenever like my friends got in fights, I was never there. It's like part of me wanted to be there, but it's like I guess I lucked out that I wasn't. Yeah, it is, man. Cause uh, you pick up a lot of shit that comes with it, man. Like it's a a, a good fun. I mean, I'm, I'm down for a good fight. I just don't really want to make enemies right now. Understandable. But I, I'm cool to get into a good fight. But the thing is, man, now you got fights then. We all in the same circles. We in the same spot. So a fight or a jump in this weekend turns into a shootout. Yeah, you don't know which weekend. nigga can't take just simply getting knocked out and like you know what? Me, I got bested. I can't listen. I, you I, with me once? 
I'll fight you again fair and square. No, I You got to whip me twice for me to really feel like you can kick my ass. But after that, I'm going to stab you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all that nah, fair fuck shit. that. That's when you just get in the ring. Because <laughs> that's how I see it. Because like, that's why like sometimes like I want to fuck somebody up, but I don't know how bitch made they are. How Like if like one hit could end somebody. Yeah. This, I'm not saying I'm strong or some shit, but I just nah, don't want to take that risk. You could accidentally hit somebody and they just hit their head. Yeah, and they, they fall up. and then... Hey, man, this is a rule one of my homeboys told me when he first got out the pen, man, because uh, when he went in, I was, like, real square. And then when I got out, man, I was, by the time he got out, I was into all kind of shit. This one thing he told me, man, I try to pass on to kids all the time. If it's worth fighting for, if it's, wor- it's worth dying for. If it ain't worth dying for, then it ain't worth fighting for. And that's pretty much how I try to uh, weigh my options, man. So it really takes a lot for me to – I mean, I fight over disrespect, but not, like, Little small stuff like yeah, you just let that looking at me. Off. I mean, because really, I don't really have anything to prove. I realized for like a long time in my life, like I had something to prove, but really, that's people trying to prove to themselves that they're not punks. Yeah, once you're sure in yourself, then you don't really feel like you got to prove it to the world. But it's a lot of like cowards that really, when they look in the mirror, they're not sure if they're not punks, so they're going out all the time trying to prove to themselves. That's why they got guns too. Yeah, dude, that's the people that know they're punks. That's people like, I know I'm a punk, but I still want to behave like a man, so I'm going to carry a gun. I'm not talking that's about that. That's not okay. No, nah, that's But still, no, 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 I understand. Yeah, but me, I'm talking about just. No, back in the day, I used to be a bitch. I'm not going to lie. I used to be a bitch. And that's, that takes real shit to even recognize. Yeah, it's like, because I, like, I keep thinking back, like, how I, I used to be. I'm like, man, I want to beat the fuck out of old me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, if I could yeah, build yeah. a time machine, I'd fuck go me back up. You're like, man, hey, snap out of that shit. I'd bitch slap me. Yeah, man, you can't Open be scared hand. of the whole thing, man. Most people, I think most people are not scared of uh, like the pain of getting beat up. Like you don't really uh, feel, it. you don't nah, really feel it. It's just the pride of knowing, like, man, somebody got me. People saw it. But if you can get past that, like, I don't, I don't judge people about winning or losing, man. If you down to get down, I got homeboy. I got a homeboy who can't fight, but he will fight. I got a number of respect for him. Yeah, that's just something in him. Just stand up and be a man, man. If you're not gonna win every fight. Just be a man, man. Take your take them however you come, but be a man. Like that's what, how I feel. Like certain shit just needs to go back to old school in a sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. We could go outside, or you can shut the fuck up. Right, or I can shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't really talk. I don't talk shit anymore. Nah, man. It's like I talked shit when I was a bitch. Because it's the thing, though, man. They got open carry. <laughs> True. It's Oklahoma, man. People will shoot you in your damn face, and if they kill you, then they get to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody shooting the wound. If I shoot somebody, I'm going to kill them so I can tell what the story I want to tell. <laughs> I'm, that's what's happening. Why you think the police are not injuring people? Because then you can say, well, you said this and I said this with this. You got to kill you. Then I can just be like, well, my this is what happened. Injured. I was scared. Who else going to tell? It was me and the dead dude. They don't even have cameras on cops here yet, do they? Not in this state. Mm-mm. And, like, it seems like the states they do, something happens with the cameras sometimes. But check this out. This is my theory on that, man. I'm a conspiracy theorist. This is this is what I feel. Anytime they want to take any of your freedom away, they always use fear. Yeah, that's, that's that. Yo, fear it's sells. Nine Eleven, Patriot Act. People are like, yeah, go ahead, just snoop in my business. Oh, it's okay. Tap my phone. Just make sure I'm safe. I'm not okay with that. And now that. they got cameras all over. Like, you'll watch a random whatever surveillance nation. But they're like, oh. Caught from a surveillance camera at the grocery store across the street. It was like, I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, like even the. Uh, like the idea of the police, like part of it makes sense. Is like, yeah, they need body cameras so people can know what's going on. But really, man, that's just really more odds. If 
all the police have cameras all over the place. That means they're always watching us. Somebody's scrubbing that video, watching shit that the police don't see. So I look at it like, man, the body camera shit sounds good in theory. But but really all you're doing is just putting more cameras on the street. Who's watching the watcher? Exactly. And at the end of the day, we got thousands, we got people getting shot with cameras rolling all the time, and ain't shit happening to them anyway. So it's not like the cameras. Evidence getting destroyed. Destroy the evidence. See the evidence and just say, I, I understand. Yo, justified. Justified. Yes. You see the way he sneezed like that? Shouldn't have did that. He felt his life was in danger. I understand completely. It's... Yo, have you heard of, there, there's this shit called the angel eye? That's why I don't, the one thing that bothers me about the government when they come out uh, with certain programs, they try mm. to call it God shit. I'm like, no, yeah. these motherfuckers don't know shit about God. Nah, man. It's like, it's but it's this, uh, they put these cameras on these planes and they, they put them up at a, a very high elevation mm-hmm. and they just circle the city, snapping photos, snapping photos. I, I, I heard it on a radio lab podcast, I believe. And uh, they tracked uh, this, this female officer in Mexico City got shot. And they use this to track it. Like, they just looked at all the photos, and it's just up in the sky. Yeah. They just Man, track there it. there is nothing that's happening. That no, somebody's not watching. Period. If it's a crime that's not been, if there's a big enough high-profile crime that has to be solved, they're going to solve gonna, it. Yeah, they'll find Now, it. they won't expose everything to tell you how that's solved. They'll yeah, because they don't want people reliable knowing. Reliable sources, informants. Blah 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 blah, and they didn't piece. They don't man. They're not piecing together shit like within twenty four hours. They know co conspirators. This and this. This is when this happened. Oh, because they always know. They just really go check this person's shit. And then we just need some people to plant to say, I was thinking that too, or I noticed that. I don't believe none of this shit, man. Even with the, have you heard of Stingray? No. What is this Stingray? is like this is something like if you bring it up in court and you like you're busted for it. They'll just throw your case out and let you go because they don't want people knowing about it. It's like they use uh, phone towers to reverse send the signal to your phone okay. to track you, to ping you in a sense. I don't know all the information on oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have yeah. heard of that. It's I like, heard of that. It's like if you bring that up in court, I know in some states, like, they'll just throw your shit out because it's like they don't want to confess that they're using it. Yeah, because then they ha- because they were, I, I read an article on that, and then they were having like, they were having people say they were witnesses to shit that they weren't, but it was really just information that they got out of They got, it. yeah. Yeah, like some it's, kind of transponder on a van and all kind of shit. Yeah, driving, what kind of shit is that? It's like, it's like what? what? Big brother, man, it's happening. No, but why? It's like if... Control, it, brother. No, fucking, that's how you have an uprising. I mean, well, never mind, this country's too fucking lazy. Some no, people are going to do it, no, but... The, the, look, man, the uprising's not going to happen because the people that should be uprising are fighting against each other. That's real. That's and how do, how, do you, how do you get... I don't know. Listen, this is, when the, this is when regular people take over America, when niggas and rednecks can be cool. Man. Because rednecks are like the niggas of the white world. Th- they are. You get, man, like... They niggas, really are. They... I've been in both. I've been around both. If you get mad, yes. If a bunch of rednecks ain't say scared the of same shit. shit that niggas say. Exactly. They like fuck the government. We do what the hell we want to do. We carry our guns. We sell our drugs. We smoke. Our... They just like they're the same. Just but they got. A, but they got us so far apart. They, that's the two groups that they are worried about. Like if we can find like a common. Like if that that shit in Oregon. Like even like with the militias and whatnot. I've been reading their biggest. Even reading about it. It says their biggest uh, threat is the government, and then it's like black folks and all that other mm-hmm. shit. It's like yes, the government. We all have a common enemy, but the thing is, they have it set up like man. Willie Lynch letters. Have yeah. you read? 
Man, I'm up on this. Yeah, shit. it's like Listen, you pit man, them against each other. You pit them against each other. It's, I mean, it's even blacks against blacks. It doesn't matter who you pit anybody. If you, I don't care if I'm coaching. If I'm coaching a bunch of kids, man, one way I could get everybody to work together is make them all hate me. Word. I mean, or I could fuck this whole team up by making everybody disagree. Man, confusion, man, that's what the devil uses, man, is confusion, man. And a lot of times, I mean, we're falling into it. So we got people, hate people because of how they look. But really, we got more in common. But we've been... We've been taught for so long to only see our differences. Condition the mind. Condition, man. So now they don't really have to. And then anytime there is a potential uprising, they can come up with like Ebola because they control all. Oh, now there's a Zinka. Man, it's some. It's gonna be something. H one N one, bird flu, swine Fear. flu. Yeah. Fear. Like anytime you, you start, y'all start all start agreeing. Even when everybody started agreeing with the. Uh, like, damn, the police are going too far. Like, I even hardly start hearing, like, some of my most police backing, anti-anything not like them. People were like, you know what? That is really wrong what police are doing. And then all of a sudden, the two cops got shot. Then all of a sudden, it's like, now Black Lives Matter is, like, completely, like, completely racist and evil, even though yeah. all we're saying is, like, Black Lives Matter too. like, uh... Evelyn, y'all don't see Black Lives Matter because you're shooting us, and we just wanted you to realize that. They were able to hijack it and switch it. Well, now you could post Black Lives Matter, and you have to spend all your time defending the fact that it's not racist. Right when the same people who almost were like, you know what, I understand. I see this shit. Then they're like, well, why is it not all lies? Because, yeah. because they control the thought pattern. They, they control what you're, what you're tuning into, man. It's all, it's all bullshit, man. It is. So, uh, if you think too deep on it, man, you'll go crazy. You will, but Been this there. is the thing. But that's how it happens, man. It's the people that like that understand the most, man. That seem the craziest. Like if you're just like a dumbass, man, you can go through life and just really enjoy. It. Like ignorance is really bliss. It, man. Like you can like go through life and just be like, you the know minute what? Minute you wake up, I'm stupid as fuck, and I enjoy every day of my life. I, it, I when you wake up shit. is when it's hard. That pissed me off. Like like I actually got. Anger at me, and I don't have kids. Yeah. My, I was getting my haircut. My barber was talking about the prison system. He said, "Yeah, you know, if you don't pass the third grade reading level, they start building prisons." Yeah, they use. Uh, and, and we talk about it. You know, and I, I work in elementary. I work in elementary school. It's like, why not help them? Why right. not help them? That would be too. That would be too human. That would be too right. But there are people, man, who uh, our country is run by people, man, who really, really, really just want to stay in power. And, and the uh, more you try to grasp it, the more it slips away. Right. Yeah, power, I mean, power, respect, only power you really have is the power that somebody's willing to give you. And they got none from me. Right. But they... Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could shoot me, but I'll yeah, be all right. Yeah, you got to be, you have to be willing to... Die. Yeah, I think America, man, uh, like I even start, I talk about dying all the time. I talk about my funeral, I talk to a... I probably talk about dying about four times a week to my kids, like about my funeral, about me dying. Part of it is because I don't want them to feel, uh, I think America, man, we have, the way that we look at life is we don't view life the right way. Like we view death like it's something not to talk about, something to whisper. Western cultures. Like like we're, we're sheltered from like the realities of death. People in Afghanistan are very, very, very aware of death. Death is happening. And all, all these war-torn countries that we just click on the TV and we just see, 
but we don't really like connect with. They're not showing you the bodies. They're just showing you no. like the random smoke in the background. Right. But those people know. Those people are highly aware that death is happening. Like life, the end of life is death. So you gotta we, live. We you gotta live. But we spend so much time thinking about our savings, our four hundred one k, going to work and getting stuff, stuff. But I really think, man, people need to. We need to be. We need to embrace death and also realize that a life uh, that is happening anyway. You're not. The, I mean. Being a coward is not going to save you. You ain't going to outrun death. You know. You, you might as well greet it as a friend when it you comes. You can't outpunk it. You can't smile from it. You can't just go along to get along to avoid it. I don't care if you humble yourself and put your head down and smile. You're still going to die. So you better man, go out doing what you want. Pick a time, man, and uh, there's, shit, there's shit in life worth dying about. And I tell my kids all the time, man, there are things in life worth going to jail for, and there are things in life worth dying over. And you can't be walking around scared of either one. Yeah, that's real shit. There are, there are things that are, I'll tell them, man. If somebody did something to you, I would happily go to jail. I wouldn't regret it. I go, I could do, I could do twenty years, knowing that I did it for you, or I'll die for it. That's love. Yes, and there are things, but there's so many people, man, that are so worried about their life that they're not willing like to extend themselves for other people because they're worried about protecting theirs. I've been trying lately, like man, just to get prepared, just get my mind right that there's gonna be a time when you have to like. You have to stand up and your life is on the line. And it's a whole bunch of people that they're not ready for that. Like, there's a lot of people that don't know they're cowards. Like, I hear people all the time talking about snitches and shit. They're like, man, I can't stand snitches. I'm like, that dude didn't know he was a snitch either. Until he got in that position. He thought he was real. He thought he was a stand-up cat. Until they told him, man, you're going to have 25 years. Ain't no pussy. Somebody's going to raise your kids. And then that little bitch just sneak out of him. He didn't know it was in there. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people never been put in any pressure situations. To even test themselves, to even know, like See, the type of pressure situation like I've been are, in, totally different. It's been like, life or death in a sense, but man, I've been in life and death situations, man, and I know how I like handle myself. And, I, and I've seen people that that didn't know. I mean, like all the way up until the shit was happening, thought they was really with it. Then when it crack off, I see it in his face, like, yeah, this ain't what you thought it was gonna be, is it? We in the shit now, but I, I mean, me, I'm like, man. Life is life, man. But I, yeah. I am big on enjoying it, man. That's I really, real. I really uh, feel like I cheated myself out of some years of really understanding. Like, I got caught up in the corporate just trying to save and work. And Man, I've been there eight years. Yeah. Eight years I was there. And, like, even at the job I am, I'm at now, it's like, I'm, yo, I'm not even going to say, uh, fuck it. Sometimes, like, I'll be driving there. I'm like, yo, I'd rather kill myself than go back in this place. But I'm doing it so I can get out of the city. Right, but I I know, I know why I'm feeling. doing it. I know that feeling, man. I worked uh, I worked at Sprint for five years. Call center, call center. Fuck that. Where dreams die. Real man. So many talented people. Any corporation with so many. But I remember they gave me my five year award, and I didn't even take jobs serious. Like this is when I used to. Man, I just quit jobs on work. I mean, at lunch, man, I'd get <laughs> fired. Man, we, man, me and the homies, we'd be at work. I really, at one point in my life, I was gonna. Uh, Work temp jobs. I was just going to hustle with women. Dude, I wasn't full-fledged. I realized I really couldn't be a pimp because I like having, I like actually having sex with them. So I was, I was probably more like a gigolo. So, but I, my plan for a certain point in life. It works, but, it works. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going um, to play a couple girls and get my bills paid. But if, like if I'm in transition, trying transition, one of them falls through or whatever, I'll work for about two weeks. I'll call a little temp job, work for like two weeks, pay my bills. That was my plan. I was like, I ain't never getting no real job. I'm just going to work temp jobs when I need to and 
and, and pimp girls. I, that was my plan. Uh, that's why God gave me a daughter, man. It just man, it's, it made me change the whole way I look at like women and life and everything. But that was my plan at one time, man. And then I I stumbled on the Sprint. Then I started making some decent money, man. Like more money than I'd ever made. I think I was like twenty. Did you get comfortable? You got comfortable. I got comfortable. That's like, that's like I remember hearing that like the old death. people. I remember like people that are my age now, but they were old then. Because at that time I was like 21, 22. And they were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do 20 years here. I'm gonna retire. This is gonna be good. Boom, 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 boom. 10 years in, we got 100% vested. And I'm sitting here listening Fuck like that. Like, what? I didn't know what the 401k was. I had to have somebody like walk me through my 401k. I'm like, I, I was like, do y'all really wanna do this? This is crazy. So then I looked up and they were like, everyone who's done five years, we're having the, the CEO was flying in and we're all going to shake his hand and take a corny-ass picture. Then they gave us this little plaque. And I went back to my desk, and I was like, fuck this shit. I got to quit. It's like, <laughs> it's been five years. I went home and told my wife. I was like, look, baby. How quick did that five years go by? Man, a blink. Like a blink. Like I was just fucking around, just doing the job. And then I got used to making the money. And then next thing you know. And I was at that point where I was applying to get in management. And I had, oh, that I didn't death. get the job, and I knew it, because I was like, once I get, because the job I was applying for, if I would have got it, it would have been like 70000 And I'm like, I'm 25, 26 at the time. I'm like, if I get a taste of making 70000 I don't think I'm going to be able to go back. Like, I'm not going to be able to just go work just a bullshit-ass job once I'm getting used to make that much money. So I was like, man, I'm quitting. And I went right home. As soon as I got the plaque, I told my wife, I was like, I'm quitting. And she was like, for real? I was like, man, I can't do this shit. Five years of my life is gone. What are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. But I, like you said, like you said, you feel like you're killing something. I was like, I feel like I'm dying every time I get up and go. I really feel like I'm suffocating. Like, really. I feel like death every time I walk into this place. So I quit, man. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was going to do. I didn't work for probably about six months. And then, you know, I was just hustling, man. Smoking weed, laying around, chilling. And then my brother-in-law coached this team. His, my nephew played on the football team, and I ended up helping him coach. And then from there, uh, I met some people from this church. It was a church team, and they hooked me up with one of the dudes. Like, man, you know you're real good with kids, man. They relate to you. Like, I got this job at this alternative school. think you want to do it. And I like, like trouble youth and whatnot? Yeah. Right yeah, on. Some kids have been kicked out of school. So I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to hire me. I got a felony. He was like, look, I'll vouch for you. We'll, we'll say whatever. And. So he got me that job. He stuck his neck out for me, man. So I worked with, like, so trouble So you've been there kids. since? Well, I did that for, like, four or five years. But then Oklahoma City did their, like, budget cut. So they shut down a bunch of the alternative schools and basically funneled all the kids to, like, one called uh, Seaworth. Where's that? Uh, like, on the north side, like, off Kelly. It's just the Seaworth Academy. But budget it's alternative school. cuts in education. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Yeah, but ain't it crazy? Yeah, so now I work with little kids. I work with elementary kids. But I started off with, like, trouble kids, uh, gang members, and things like that. I almost got fired on my first day. Mama beat this kid up, man. <laughs> I was, because I'm like, I'm still from, I'm like, I'm from the streets. I ain't, I'm not You're you. not about to be punked. I'm not no teacher. At this point, I'm like, I ain't no damn teacher. I still can't believe they hired me to do this shit. I'm sitting there like, this is crazy. They really got me up here acting like a mature adult. Like, I smoked a blunt on the way to <laughs> I got a blunt in the ashtray. And they really sitting here got me trying to talk to these damn kids. And so, I, so I'm just keeping it real with them. I'm like, man, you know. That's stuff. all you can do because they know when you're lying. Yeah, they know. Anybody know? Like, adults don't seem to, but no, kids know when you uh, lie. Soul to, I believe everybody knows when you're lying. You could just bullshit yourself into believing shit. But I believe your soul knows the truth when you hear it. 
Now, your brain and your life experience and you want to believe shit can make you believe shit, but your soul knows the truth when you hear it, man. That's real. You can talk yourself into believing some bullshit, but deep down, your soul knows. That's why you'll say, man, I knew it afterwards. But people don't listen to that quiet voice. And And that's when you should. Always, man. Instincts. The little voice in your head will never yeah, that, you that wrong. shit that's, has... That's from God. It's taken me People call it the places. Holy Ghost. People call it Spirit. People call it Intuition. People call it your conscience. To me, that's your God connection. And if you listen to it, either you spend your life listening to your spirit or you spend your life listening to your flesh. Don't and listen to the flesh. No, you Because that shit's going to rot away. And it's going to destroy you. Your flesh wants to do everything that destroys you, but your spirit is always there trying to guide you. And, but a lot of people don't listen to it, man. And those people like go through life tormented, man, because they're not listening to their spirit. Yeah, you gotta. But they spend too much time listening to their flesh. That that spirit becomes annoying. Gotta find balance. Balance. Yeah, find man. It. So I was at this job, man. This little dude. He had like he was gonna dump his tray on me. Like I, he walked behind me. He food like, tray. His food tray. And so I've been talking to this little dude named Bryce. You know, I walk in, I got tats. I think I still have braids at this time. So he's like, man, you don't look like no teacher. I'm like, man, I can't believe they hired me. I was like, really, I ain't. I was like, man, I was just in the hood like six months ago. I was like, they just hired me to do this. I wasn't expecting it, but, man, Mr. Sims believes in me, so I'm going to try to do my best. And So we just talking. He's like, man, and, I, you know, he asked me some stuff. I'm telling, you know, I'm talking to him real. So he's like, man, we need more people like you, man. Like, I feel like I can talk to you. So we're talking because at this, at this school, they had to have a criminal record, they all had to have some sort of mental health issues because we did therapy. So these are like trouble kids for real. They, 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 you had to either have drugs or violence to be there. So this dude, we're talking and whatever. And so the kid act like he's going to throw the tray on me. I jumped up. I'm like, nigga, I'll knock you out. <laughs> and everybody's like, you ain't supposed to say that. You a teacher. I said, man, I just got this job today, man. I'm, you know how many jobs I've been fired from? I said, man, I will beat your ass and quit. So, <laughs> so Bryce is sitting there. And Bryce is like, Mr. Mack. Mr. Mack, no, man, don't do it, Mr. Mack. Mr. Mack, my first day of school, and there's some kid talking me off the ledge. I read, and this kid had some size. This wasn't no little kid. This is like a high school senior, played DN for his football team. I was like, I'm about to beat your big ass, man. And uh, Bryce, I'll never forget him, man. Bryce is like, nah, Mr. Mack, man, we need good people like you, man. Don't fall for it. So I chilled out, and then dude apologized. And, and after that, man, I pretty much was cool. I had a couple times where I almost lost it. Yeah, man, I had a couple times where I almost beat some kids up, man, because, you know, trying to be gangbangers and shit. One little kid told me he better not find out where I live. I was like, yeah. Then he's like, I'm going to call my uncle up here. And I said, I'm going to call my homeboys. I get out for 3 o'clock. You call your uncle, I'm going to call my homies. <laughs> and it's going down in the parking lot. And then what do you want? What happened then? Nothing. He ain't calling nobody. Yeah. I knew his uncle. I was like, and then he said his uncle's name. I was like, your uncle's a damn weenie. <laughs> I know your uncle. I'll beat your uncle up. He ain't calling him. Beat your uncle up in front of you. I'll beat your uncle up in front. I said, "Tell your uncle I said it." He didn't call me. <laughs> yeah, his uncle's a weenie. But these dudes, man, they will hype these kids up, make them think they're tough and shit. Yeah, it's terrible. That's. I'm eating my gummy bears right now. Hey, man, do what you want. All my teeth won't fall out when I get old. Shit, last week in here they was smoking a bong. This whole place was filled with smoke. I didn't know we could do that. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not. That's crazy. Hey, maybe, <laughs> next time, next time I have you on. Oh man, that's crazy. You you get a you can bring a drink in here. I bring. I had a little drink. Man, I had a little. I got the little cheap little little two dollar little shot, like the little hotel. Oh word. A little shot. Something to relax you before. Yeah, man. You know. I thought I was gonna be nervous. Nah. 
You're a good host, though. Yeah, just try to keep it chill, man. I'm it's doing a like, podcast. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm on my way to doing big shit. I mean, shit. You got, are. Got a podcast under my belt. You are talented as fuck. I appreciate you, brother. I remember, what was it? We was at Noir, and you had a joke. Was, you was talking about your sister. I was laughing so hard in the back, I almost puked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's I almost up. fucking puked. That's what's up, man. That's I got to clear that shit with her. I, I need to talk to her. <laughs> I can take See, that shit that? bigger than Noir, but because that shit was funny. But she's really crazy though, so I don't really know how it's gonna work. I, don't, I mean, like you told me, real shit is the funniest, and I'm like, I'm. It is, man. Because this is that's what I realize, man. You tell people some real shit, they don't know how to take it. I've noticed. So a reflex is just a laugh. Like a lot of times, people ain't laughing because it's funny. They, they laugh because they're uncomfortable. I don't know what the fuck else to do. <laughs> I, I was laughing because that shit was funny. Did you just? <laughs> I can't believe he's saying that. I got laughing, wish I was somewhere else. Plus, oh, it's funny because it's real stuff, man. She's yeah. really crazy. I said some real shit, and people just stare at me. I'm like, uh, I guess I need to make that funny. Or sometimes, but some stuff, man. Some stuff you just gotta hit them with. It. Some stuff ain't. Uh, this, I man. You know, a long. Time, I I hesitated to do comedy for years, man. Been there. One, because I was just scared. Like, dude, I don't want to bomb. Like, to me, sucking at singing and sucking at comedy are like the two things that if you do. You make the people watching you uncomfortable. Like, if you suck at guitar, it's like, oh, he sucks at guitar. People just start talking and just going about their yeah. business. If you suck at comedy, like, people are dying with you. They're like, get the fuck off the stage. You're making me <laughs> uncomfortable watching you die up there. Or people singing. Nigga, you watched me die on stage before. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen you rub your head. How you yeah, doing like, right oh, now? Oh, shit. It's like, like watching somebody. Like, this dude's going to beat his girlfriend up in front of us? Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Oh, That's how shit. it feels. Like, damn. I want to say something, but I don't want to look like, oh. Oh, man, it's just, it just happens sometimes. It's like, nah, I go up there trying man. out some random shit. I'm like, yo, this, this ain't good. Hey, man, and, and I think people don't really realize, like, how hard it is. Like, I've always been, like, I guess naturally funny, just the way that I look at the world. But being naturally funny doesn't make you a comedian. There, it's... It's an art to it. Like I didn't even realize. It. Like my first that delivery and then yeah, it's it's timing. It's timing, man. Timing. It's really timing, man. And and that's why I tell my kids, man. Like I tell kids at school all the time. You try to be funny, man. It's always a risk. Timing. It's all about timing. Like they can say something, I'm like, man, it's not the time. Comedy is about timing. You're being funny at the wrong time. Or like I tell my kids, man, look, you can get away a lot of shit if it's funny. But you fuck up. This could be your ass. This could get your ass beat. You're gambling right now. You went for funny at the wrong time, and now I'm finna whoop your ass. <laughs> you, you gambling. This comedy is a gamble. That's why I tell my son, you gamble. You went for the punchline. That shit bombed. Take your ass to your room. I know you was trying to be funny, but that shit wasn't funny. Then sometimes, like boy, <laughs> that shit was funny, man. I sure should whoop your ass, but that shit was funny. I'm <laughs> it just, <laughs> just depends on what's going on. But I tell him, like boy, you put you risked it, you stuck your neck out for that joke, but it was funny. But my son put baby powder all over my fucking living room, man. One day, just I'm in the room, then I walk out and I just smell like baby powder's thin. If you walk into like you baby powder slip. air, but it's thin in the air, like you breathe it in, goes straight to your lungs. I'm like. <clears throat> What the hell? Like, it's all in the air. Man, it's all on the ceiling fan, all over the TV, what was he doing? all over the couch. That's what I said. What the hell are you in here doing? I was just doing the LeBron James. I was like, all right, I understand. Let's take this shit up. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, man. He was in there watching the game. LeBron did his little powder shit. 
He done did a whole damn bottle of baby powder all over the house, just repeating. He has it all over his face, all of his hair, all of his clothes, just a big-ass pile of it. I walk in. He's like, I was just doing a LeBron James. I was like, you know, that, that shit's funny. First, I was like, hey, look, just clean it up. I kept a straight face, and I went in the room and told my wife, like, man, she, I was laughing so hard. She's like, what you laughing? I said, man, your son is funny, man. He put baby powder all over the place. She's like, that shit ain't funny. I'm like, man, he said he was doing LeBron James. She started laughing. That shit is funny. funny. That's funny. So we, I helped him clean it up. But people said he was doing some other shit. You beat his ass. I was just acting like it was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been my response. I was doing coke. I would have beat his ass. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. Dude, fuck cocaine. I mean, you, I heard you talk about it. You, have you really done coke? Man, I had a, I, yeah, I've done coke. I mean, that shit scares me. Good. I mean, I'm scared good. of anything. Look, man, I'm scared of anything past week. I'm mean, really scared to feel too good. My thing, I know myself. My my dad started smoking crack like when I was maybe about nine or ten, man. And yeah, avoid that shit. That shit fucked his whole life up. Like he was drill sergeant in the army, best dad in the world. Got hooked on crack, became a junkie, disappeared. So I always been like, man, you know what? I can't really mess with that shit. That shit scares don't, me. Don't. Oh no, I wouldn't. I would never do it. I know there's limits to how much pleasure that I can deal with. Yeah. I'm a, a a pleasure seeker, and I do. I've never done anything that I've enjoyed once. I don't care if it was fucking knocking on the door and run or roller coasters or throwing rocks at that cars. That thrill, man. It's yeah. Once I do it, once I'm like, let's do that shit again. I want to repeat it. So I've seen how people react off of cocaine. That tells me that shit really must feel good. I mean, yeah, so at a good, certain point, it's like... So good that I don't need to do that. I mean, I've quit messing with girls because the sex was too good. I'm like, I'm going to hit it one more time. And then... I can't do it to you three times, or I'm going to start acting like a sucker. You're going to do some shit but, to make me lose all my cool, so I'm going to cut her one other time. About cocaine, I don't know. It's like, because I, I did... Shit, I did drugs backwards, I think. It's like, I, I tried weed when I was younger, but I didn't really... You didn't hit it right. You didn't hit it. It's like it didn't uh, work. I mean, no, I puked. I got throw up high, but it's like oh. I just avoided it because the job I had at the time is like, yeah. it's like that's that that bullshit control. It's like, yeah. better not smoke weed. But you could drink all you want and pop pills, but you do that, better not drink. Don't, don't smoke weed. So it was like, I remember first time I had cocaine, it was like I was drunk and then I did it and I was sober. And I'm like, all right, there's a purpose for that. And then it's like I started out as like a weekend warrior type thing. And then yeah. that shit starts spilling into like I would just go to work like, Fucking, yeah, working out on base, and then it's like after that, like, and then I, I found weed again. I, I smoked, and I'm like, I looked at the bag of weed, and I just threw the, weed, I mean, the bag of coke, and I just threw the coke away, and I. So quit. how old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay. It's like yeah, it's like I, I think about a year and a half. I was just like enjoying coke too much. Maybe it wasn't even that long. Maybe a year, but man, uh, I was a year doing of it. Coke usage uh, is like uh, five years of a lot of other shit. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> you age like five. That's that's like dog years. You you do coke. That's like seven years. One year of coke, man. Like seven years of it's, it was not. It's not good. Even like I I would remember doing it. I'm like I would do it. I'm like why am I doing this shit? I don't even like it. It's like that's what I was saying to myself after I do a line and then I would do another line. I'm like this shit's yeah. not fun. See, I'm I'm scared of that shit, man. And I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, you don't, man. This shit is. It's not fun. It's not. And like even if it was, I just one. And then the girls that do it is like, yeah, they look good, but it's like the pussy's whack. Oh yeah, that's a definite. And it's like, it's, not to do that. and then like, you don't want those bitches around you anyway. Any? No, any, I don't like no cokehead bitches. Man. You don't. It's like 
I don't stoner uh, girls cool. Girls who smoke weed, I'm fine with. Girls who even like drink just a little bit. It's like I'm I can't fuck a drunk chick though. I refuse. No, no, I can't do that. Like, even if I'm drunk, I'm not gonna do it. No, I'm never. I, and I'm I don't drink anymore because I don't really. Uh, kind of like what you were talking about uh, at Baker Street, man. That's yeah, just a like, rape case. You just it's not worth it if she's not with it completely. It's gonna be bad sex anyway. Drunk just, sex is yeah, never good. I just catch you next time, man. I ain't tripping. No, for real. I just want you to look, man. Tomorrow when you're sober. But nah, yeah, man. my wife tried to give me some coochie when she was drunk a long time ago. Before she was my wife. Didn't do it. No. Nope. Smart. She was because like, she might have not been your wife after that. Oh, I told her that right now to this day. I was like, if I would have fucked you that night, I would not have married you. I would just fuck the shit out of you and never fucked with you again. But she was trying. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, you digging me today. I can tell. And and it was all the way weird because she never was like that. But I was like, first I was like, are you drunk? Because mm. I've been knowing her since I was since we were kids. I'm like, I ain't never seen you drunk. Are you drunk? And I dated her like when we were like 12 or 13, <laughs> 14. So this at this time, we're like 21, 22. She was like, uh, I miss you. I'm like, are you drunk? I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. And to this day, she's like, uh, I'd never forget that time. She's like, I woke up the next day. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I was trying to flirt with him, and he pushed me aside. I was like, look, man, my fucking your drunk ass. No, she would not be my wife if I would fucked her. That's a smart rule to have because I know plenty of niggas that would have. Nah, man, it's not worth it. One, I had a whole bunch of other shit going. It's just, my thing is, to me, I think most men, you, all pussy's not good pussy, man. Every Mm-mm. you can't every woman ain't for you, man. Every sometimes you gotta you, know that you got to be you got to be comfortable pass up on some man. You gotta be comfortable. Yeah, I like, pass you know up what? on a lot. I mean, I tell cats this all the time, man. Listen, I put more energy into rejecting sex now that I'm married than I ever put into getting sex. I ain't never had no problem. I tell a female like, look, man, I can get some pussy when I can't get a sandwich. That shit, <laughs> not impressing me. That. I mean, for real. And do something else. What else can you do? I can get pussy, but I can't get a hot meal. That shit is harder to come. Pussy is easier to come by than somebody who cooks or yeah, these shits or just somebody who just carries herself with like class or morals. Or something. Yeah. So it's yeah, funny man. how that is, how that turns out because when you're younger you just want a little. Like, That's so, it. But like, once you get enough, then you realize, okay, you know what? I bring something to the table too. She want me just as bad as I want her, so I'm just gonna switch it. I used to tell girls, man, when you come over here, listen. When you come over here, don't be trying to touch on me. I'm not doing nothing with you. And you they come just over come over and blow your socks off, huh? Every time. <laughs> 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 Look, don't try to touch me. Boy, you so crazy. I'm for real. I'm for real. Don't try to feel on me, man. I'm not having sex with you. He's like, <laughs> yes, we are having sex, but now it's on my terms. Yeah. I, I'm big on that, man. I don't want it on your terms. It's always going to be on my terms. I'm not jumping through any hoops. I'm not uh, I'm not doing nothing that's out of character. To I'll, with you. I'll beat off. In front of you. I've done that. Like, uh. Oh, you tripping? Watch this. Go to the bathroom. No. Now just right in front of him? Dead in front of they right here. Like, oh, you tripping? You think I'm tripping on your pussy? Watch this. I'm like, oh my goodness, this girl, this dude is crazy. (laughs) 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 But that was when I was younger, man. I used to do a bunch of crazy shit. But it was all came down to, man. Look, when I went to church, 
My favorite story was always Adams and Eve. Adam, I mean, not Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve was cool too, but my favorite story was always Samson and Delilah. And I don't know what. Uh, Samson, long hair. Samson, long hair. And she cut that shit off, right? She cut his hair off. All right. But um, but like when you read it, like when you read it, man, it's like okay, God said. Uh, it means so many lessons. It's, it's like my favorite story because one, whatever God says that He has planned for you, it's going to happen. It's not really anything you or anyone else could do it. The only difference is is how your legacy is laid out. Uh, Samson. Samson was born. They say Samson. He's gonna. He's gonna. Uh, he's gonna be the one. He's gonna kill all the Philistines. He's gonna bring all the Philistines down. That's what he was ordained. That's what they said he was gonna do. So Samson has long hair, whatever. So I'm. You know, I'm like six or seven hearing this, and. Samson runs to Delilah. They tell him Delilah ain't the woman for you. She's a Philistine. You need to leave them Philistines alone. Samson's like, this is who I want, blah, blah, blah. So then then Delilah's like, if you really love me, you'll tell me the secret to your power. Sucker move. Sucker move. Like, I promise you, I don't know what lesson they wanted me to learn as a seven-year-old, but what I learned is you never give a woman your power. Like, that's what I learned at seven. Like, I don't know what they were trying to teach me, but that's what I walked away with. It's like, no, you don't ever just give your, you don't bow down to no woman. You don't do that. It ain't worth it. Like, at seven, like, literally, that was like how I really felt about the whole situation. Because first, he was like, if you braid my hair, I'll be weak. He wakes up, his hair is braided. Bunch of dudes bust in, he kills them. The next time, he was like, oh, if you tie me up with grapevines, she ties him up with grapevines. I'm like, she gave him two signs to let him know that she ain't about shit. But because he was so in love with her and so in love with her sex, he finally told her the truth. He ends up getting his eyes, his hair cut. And his, his eyes, eyes gouged out. And so I was always like, And that made him a slave for a while, right? Made him a slave, used him for sport. Then at the end of the story, to go ahead and wrap it up uh, with, uh, with how God is going to steal you, if God says he's going to use you, you're going to be used regardless, is... He still ended up killing all the Philistines. When they all came to see him, he brought he the whole ship down. But the difference is, if you don't live your life how you're supposed to, you'll be one of them cautionary stories. He still did what God said he was going to do. But he didn't. But instead of doing it the way God made it, where he can be a hero, he ends up being a cautionary story. But God's still going to use you. It doesn't matter. You're going to get used how God wants you to use. But depending on how you live, are you is he going to use you as an example of what not to be? Or what to be. To me, that's all the Bible breaks down into is people you want to be like, people you don't want to be like. And that's how it is. I mean, you got uncles. You got an uncle. You might have a successful uncle, and everybody be like, you want to be like Uncle Johnny? Uncle Johnny went to school. Uncle Johnny like did. Or you want to be like Uncle Rico? Uncle God's going to you. you still going to get used. You're going to be an example regardless. So it depends on how you live your life. I tell kids all the time, man, set the example or become the example. It's better to set it. You better set it. Well, I'm going to make you the example. Either way, you're going to be an example. Either you can show everybody what to do, or you can show everybody what happens when you don't do what you're supposed to do. It's up to you. So get your ass in line before I embarrass you. And that's that's pretty much how it works. But I, I'm telling you, that shit stuck with me. I was like, nah. That's a good story to it, stick. It got to be It got to be on my terms. So it's about a lot of females. I'm like, nah, I'm cool on you. I'm good. Just don't feel right. I and... I still had a lot of sex. It was, I mean, but it just all of them. That's why I would never mess with like none of my homeboys, girls, smart, none of that stuff because it ain't worth it. It's like 
man, your, your pussy's not finna make me be somebody sneaky or unscrupulous. Not behind no pussy, man. Maybe some other shit, but not that. I'm not I'm not getting down like that. But uh, there's people, there's suckers out here getting shot and getting killed over women that ain't no good. Just like Samson. She showed him. I'm no good. It's like a dude who will see, like, this girl has all the qualities of a woman that would bring you drama in your life. But they mess with them anyway because I don't get it because they suck. I just ain't wired like that, man. I don't I don't love like that. So I'm married. I don't. I'm, I still don't. My love doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't. I'm a logical lover. I'm not an emotional. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. It's probably oxymoron. But I love with logic, not really with my. Uh, no, that's it's smart. Not with my uh, emotions. I'm not really. A, I'm a logical person, man. And I understand at the end of that we all people. Like, I don't really put people on pedestals. I understand. We're all fucked up and we're trying to hide it. That's really... I just don't hide my fucked upness. And that's that's makes you... That's that's why you could be free, man, and enjoy yourself. Because everybody in here, like, deep down, we all know we're messed up. Like, you know you how messed up you are. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know if everybody knew everything that was streaming through your head all the time, most people wouldn't want to mess with you. But guess what? We're all like that. It's 8 billion people that deep down, we all know that if everybody knew what was in my head, they wouldn't fuck with me. So then we just instantly put up start, that fake shit. We start putting on a mask, man. It just starts happening. As Imagine. I fuck that, I take my mask off. Right. I even like, had so, fucking very vivid dreams of me ripping mask off. But it's, but it's hard to Not, keep it off. That's real. people are going to judge you because they but are But who mad. the fuck are they? That's it. That's... To stay in that zone, it's hard to stay there though. No, it is. When like, the whole world you, you comes get at bumped you, off sometimes. Yeah, but it's, you, you just like, get like right it, back on. Like, look what's happening to Cam Newton. They, they, we like, hating you for being you. I'm like, because you're not being, because you're not being how this person. I hate you for being you. Like, and this, who this, the fuck else can you be? How old is he? Like 26. He's young. Led a team to the Super Bowl. He's done a lot. Made Heisman, more money, made more money than ha- he's been a champion everywhere. High school. Two colleges and pros, and they just hating him for being great at what he does. They're hating him because he's not, because he's not wearing the mask that they want people to wear. And I enjoy like they know Peyton ain't really buttoned up like that. Yeah, but they like the image that he presents. Like we, man, we all been raised just to be, to be hide, man. And that's I'm trying to. That's not death. okay. No, man, that's really uh shit. The last time I ate. it says like the like, and I'm I'm really trying to get away from religion. I'm not really uh. That that's also a conditioning of the mind, cause like you 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 have your own relationship with God, the universe, your high, whatever you want to call it. Regardless of the book, regardless of anything else, you can't tell me that somebody in some little island that never that doesn't even read that God doesn't care about them, like they don't have a connection. Like people God have their connections. God made everybody. He didn't just make the people who can read. He didn't just make the people who read the Bible. He didn't just he made the whole everybody, the whole universe. You cannot get me to believe that. Some little person in some little village that doesn't read, like, God's really worried about it's, me more than he's worried about them. If that's, to me, religion shrinks God. Yeah, it, even calling it, like, I don't even like the word God. It's too small. Really? Universe, even that's too small. It's too, he created, like, everything. Like, the whole universe, then we're like, we're going to put all this shit, like, all the secrets to the cosmos in this little fucking book. Man, it's ridiculous, man. It's like even you, 
got it in you. That's what you try to tell people that, like, some people know. You you can usually spot out the people that know. Yeah. It's but like, we've been so conditioned. And then, but everybody has those questions. The thing it's is, natural. they beat you down. Like, the same, the natural, wait a minute, this shit don't make sense. They're like seven. But then they tell you, man, it's not, you don't have enough faith. Or yeah. you're worried about You don't know anything. It's you're you. a child. It's you. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't that this shit don't make sense. It's that you ain't trying hard enough to, to believe it. And then they'll be, I mean, yeah. And, and this is the thing, though. I'm a deacon at my church right now. Crazy, ain't it? Yeah. But I'm about, to, uh, I'm about to just leave the whole church. I've been, like, once I really started reading and studying, because I went from Muslim, then I was just, like, pretty much where I'm at now. Like, I just believe there's a God, but I don't believe in any religion. Then through the team I was coaching and the kids I was working with, they invited me to church. So I ended up going to church, getting baptized. So, I, I mean, I was super active in my church. I'm still active in my church, but I can't lead anymore. Like, I used to lead our youth group on Wednesdays and stuff or help out with the youth pastor. But, like, lately, I'm like, man, I can't do that. Like, once I really started, like, reading and researching, I'm like, I can't get up here and teach these kids and stuff because I don't believe all of it. There's truth in the Bible. I'm a... Uh, I just believe that all of us fragmented, man. I don't, and, oh, no. They never put the full truth in written word. No, I didn't, that's why I said I didn't say the Bible is true. Yeah. I said there's truth in, in the it. Bible. Yeah. That's, this is like if you watch a movie like uh, based on true facts. There's some truth in it. That don't mean this shit is what really happened. Yeah. That means true this is story. based on a true story. That means some of this shit kind of. exaggerated. Right. Like if we just talked about, if we had to make a movie about this podcast or we'd have to spice this shit up and be like, yeah. <laughs> I had to dodge the police before I got here, and then I did this, and then <laughs> like we have to liven that shit up. And that, to me, that's what the Bible, the Quran. I just don't trust people, and I don't trust people, powerful people. And, you shouldn't. And now that I know that, I mean, once I started really like researching the history, not like from the religious, but just historical, and seeing like, okay, anybody that wants power, that actually wants power, not to be trusted. Period. You should want freedom. Hey, man, this is what kills me. They let the Pope, you know, like when they decide who a Pope is, these people, like, put their, like, they run for that shit. It's not just like you select, like, people put their name in the running, like, I feel like I could be the Pope. It's not just like, like an election. Like a fucking election. Like the, the, the shit show that's going on here. Yes, but, in the but, Vatican. It's, but even more secret, even dirtier. Yeah, because it's like, yo, I fucked the least amount of little boys. Listen, if... Because what the Pope represents in the Catholic religion is like the person who speaks to God, like the close person to God. If any person feels like they are qualified for that job, you're instantly disqualified. Like, that's the first, <laughs> that's the that's first real. fucking test. That is real. Like, who thinks they're good enough to be the next, the, the, the voice that speaks to God? You're the person highest on earth, and you feel like, I can do that shit. You're instantly disqualified just for the simple fact that you are not even humble enough to say, I can't handle this shit. The fact that you say, like I could do this says shit. says, I couldn't handle it, I would trust. Thank you. The person who's like, no, 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 man. This, I know. I know how messed up I am. That's the person you want. Not the person like, I could do that shit. Man, you're instantly disqualified. I'm scared of you. You really think you could carry that? Yeah. Man, shit, I'm having hard. I'm still trying to adjust to being somebody's dad. Like, <laughs> I got a 14-year-old. I'm still like, shit, I'm her dad. Like, I got to be. That's real. That pressure is a lot. 
Being a, just a rational adult, going to school and not cussing out little kids every day is enough pressure. See, that lets me. me know you're probably a good parent. I try because I know I'm fucked up. Like, and I would tell my kids, I'll sit here and listen. Your daddy be fucking up. That's honest. <laughs> I don't know what else to That's do. That's honest. Man. I'll tell them, look, look, you remember when I said this? I was wrong. You were right about this. I was wrong about that. Yeah, that takes some real. That Daddy takes some. That takes something to admit it to your child too. You have to, man, because I don't want them. One, I don't want them to, to just bow down to any authority, not even mine. Got a question? Question all authority. I ain't nothing but a damn person, just like anybody else. Question. You can question respectfully. I always say, man, you can say what you want to say. You just say it respectfully. But if you don't agree with what I'm saying, man, you don't just let me just railroad you because I'm older than you or I'm bigger than you. Speak your damn mind. But a gift, a skill is being able to present it in a way that the person that you're talking to can deal with. And you have to have your presentation right. You can't just tell me, Daddy, that's some bullshit or we're going to have a problem. I'm not going to hear anything. <laughs> but you can, you could come at me in a way that made me say, okay, if nothing else, maybe I need to explain it in a better way that you can understand it. But I don't want you just to say, my daddy said or... I'm a dude just like everybody else, man. I'm out here just trying to make it. I'm lost, man. We all out here just trying to make it, man. And that's why I tell my kids, man, I ain't got all this shit figured out. I'm 38 years old trying to be a damn comedian. Nah, you ain't trying. You are. I'm just saying, man. But this shit just came out of nowhere. Like, last year I wasn't doing this shit. I just started this shit. I'm not even a year into this shit. But just decide, like, you know what? I'm finna fucking tell jokes. And I'm about to quit the school. When they send the contracts back out, I'm not signing them. I'm not coming back. You just gonna go all in? Got the man. I'm all in, man. It's this the is, way to be. I don't know how to be, man. If you're halfway in, then you're halfway out. So uh, I'm about to be on the gas, man. I'm about to try to do all these little festivals. And you apply for the one in Phoenix? Uh, I apply for the World Series of Comedy. Word. Uh, I plan on going to win this shit at Othello's. I, I, oh, you got competition here, nigga. I don't care. Nah, that's good. I just plan on winning. I just don't. I don't see my. I don't, I don't know, man. I, man, it's a thin line between being uh, humble and then also knowing that uh, you're called to do stuff. I know I'm not the funniest person in the world, man. But I just feel like uh, I feel like when this shit is on, man, I just rise to the top. I feel like I'm not the best bowler, but I could beat somebody. I could beat a bowler, a better bowler, just. I just feel like, man, I rise when it's, when it's when time it's to go. Time. Yeah, I might not never. You bowl a 200, I'm going to bowl a 200. I don't never bowl no 200, but today it's happening. I I, just, I mean, that's just how I, I just, I'm wired, man. I feel like if it's on. It's on. Either I'm going to bring you up, either I'm coming to your level or I'll bring you down to my, one of the two. Now, I like whenever, because you, you do push me. I like that. It's yeah. like you. You stay on the gas, man, man, and do this shit, man. This is. This is fun, man. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't think I'm going to, I mean, I'm not even saying I'm going to be rich and famous. But I've looked at like some of the comics. You funnier than a lot of people I've seen on TV. Yeah, I feel that way. I feel like it's I a lot feel of, that way about myself, too. But like, this, and that's why I realized, man, it's not, it's not really about. Uh, it's not a competition. And one, it's not a competition. One, I feel like all you can really be is funny. You can't be funnier than funny. Mm-mm. Either funny or you're not. Once you are actually funny, then it just becomes down to preference. Like, Cat Williams or Chris Rock? Chris Rock for me. Okay. I like Cat Williams, but I can't argue. Chris Rock is funny. Like, that's all but you can achieve as a comedian. Cat is for Williams people to is say, funny. 
they're funny. Now all that we can do is just say, why you like what you like. Now we're just talking about our preference. Yeah. But neither one of us can dispute that why? these dudes are funny. To me, your goal is just to be funny. Then you just need the right person who likes your type of funny. Because if you say Eddie Murphy versus Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Eddie Murphy, I never got into Seinfeld. Exactly. But there is a group of people who will who love Seinfeld. and say Seinfeld. And Seinfeld is funny. Now, he's not my type of funny, but I can see his funny. Yeah. Like, it's comedians here that I'm like. Oh, I get it. Like, that's what you say. He's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's That's not, not my me. shit. But I get it. It's like when you're putting together. Like, I used to do lowriders. And when you're putting together cars, if you put your shit together right, I don't have anything to say about it. It doesn't matter if I wouldn't have painted my car that color or it's whatever. Like that's that. that's for them. But your work is done like, though your paint is flawless, you got your trimming right, you got your like your shit looks good. your shit is professional. It's not the, how I would have done it, but your shit is legit. And to me, that's how I look at comedy. I'm like, if you're funny, you're funny. That's all you can ever be. You can't be, you can't be past funny. You're just fucking funny. That's real. But after you're funny, okay, so he's funny, I'm funny. Like, we're all funny in this room. But if then if you start asking out of these 10 people who's funny and you ask 100 people, 10 might say him, 10 might say him, who's the funniest? Because then that comes down to your life experiences, your pressure. So I'm not really trying to compete. I just need to be in the room where somebody's digging my funny. That's how I'm looking at it, man. So, well, shit, you funny everywhere. I've seen you in, like, even, like, the random crowds I've seen you in. Mm-hmm. You're good. I, I'm, I appreciate it, man. I, I'm trying, man. It's just... So I'm going to try to win these competitions, man, and I'm speaking it to uh, the, the way I see it. Yeah, no, speaking because, like, I was saying earlier, like, regardless of this competition, I'm good. Period. Yeah, you can't walk away from the competition, like, shaking, like, dang, man. Because, like, like I didn't I win. Pissed, but... I didn't win. Maybe I'm not funny. No, I didn't win. Maybe they just don't get it. You're not cool. This is my attitude. Okay. My thing is, uh, I always say in this, I always take the attitude like, uh, I'm cool. I'm the coolest person in the room. I remember you told me that. That's really how I feel. Like, that motherfucker can't boo me. I'm, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I've always looked at it like this. Like, I always felt like I could wear what I want to wear because. Like, I used to tell, like, you know, you get on the back of the bus and people get ragging. Like, the back of the bus is where it goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people get broken on the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> real. I mean, kids get on the back of the bus inside. They want to get homeschooled, man. It's serious back there, man. And to be able to and then sit in the half seat in the back. When I was growing up, man, you had to be the man to be able to sit in that seat, man. That's the one seat. Nobody's sitting with me. And you got to be able to clown the rag to be back there, man. And... It's a lot of pressure, but you can't you can't walk away like man, damn. Maybe I'm because I didn't win. But, and I always tell people you can't clown up. I'm cooler than you. You can't clown up, man. You gonna need to clown somebody on your level. You can't clown me. I'm cool. <laughs> me and him can clown. You need to clown with them over there, man. Yeah, that's some dope shit. We ain't on the same level, man. And that's how I really uh. I don't even mean it. You know, there. you know what that sounds like. What's that? Sounds like a famous person saying, "Nigga." I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but this is how I felt in high school, man. Like, nah, man. Like, I would come in wearing some shit, and everybody be like, ah. Or I'd do something crazy with my hair, and you know, people try to clown. Oh, look at your hair. I'm like, you can't. Clown. I'm cooler than you. You can't say shit about me. I'm doing this shit because I'm cooler than you. Can't do this. I'm doing this because I can. I you just can't. do shit because I want to. Because I can, and you can't. I'm doing it just to prove that 
I can. And if you stand on it, eventually people like the same shit they're clowning. They want to do it. Right, but you got to go. Anytime you're you're stepping out there, you got to be willing to deal with the uh, the drama. Or so. Where can people find you? You can find me. You can find me in the trap now. Nah. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Mac O Henson. I'm on uh, Instagram also as Mac O Henson. You can come like or share my comedy page. I don't, I probably wasn't funny. This was very. This is a lot more serious. Than nah, I was it was funny. But still, my uh, but... comedy page uh, also Mac O Henson comedy. I'm not on Twitter yet, but I, I need to get on. You got a there. website? No. I need to get you a website. I have one. Next time we do a podcast, I'll have a Word. website. Squarespace is easy. Squarespace, I'm on it. I can build it myself. Yeah, I need some shit. That's cheap. You need some photos. I, I can when I get my Nikon fixed. I'll help you out. All right, so uh, y'all heard it. Channel's gonna help me out with my website. Next time it'll be www.dsnutsinyourmouth.com. <laughs> <laughs> any performances coming up? Uh, yes, actually, I will be performing at. Avenue 101 this Sunday, which is Valentine's Day. You can bring your fam, I mean, uh, your significant other. I will either make you laugh and you will have a wonderful night, or I will make someone mad and y'all will argue. Depends on your sense of humor. If you have a sense of humor, y'all can both. Oh, uh, she's gonna want to argue. Uh, I'm doing relationship counseling. I'm gonna make you have a wonderful night. I'm gonna teach you how to be a good Valentine and how to make your woman do whatever she wants to do. Without spending any money. But you have to come to Avenue 101. The show starts at 8. Tickets are $20. Uh, that's all the information I got. I don't got the website where you get the tickets. But you can go on to my page again, Mac O. Henson, and get the information. All right. And this Friday, I'll be at the parish in the Plaza District for Artsy Beatdown. Show starts at 10 o'clock. I'm going to start the show off. So come out. It's a free show. Be on time. Yeah, be on time. Not CPT like Mac. Yeah. This has been Don't Call It A Podcast, man. Appreciate you coming Don't out. Don't Call It A Podcast. I like that. That's an old LL Cool J. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate right. you, man. That was dope. I enjoyed the fuck out of that. That was...